Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. What's an odd qualifying? Firstly, it's a sprint weekend, and so qualifying's on a Friday for Sunday's Grand Prix. And what a strange session it was. We heard from the Ferrari radio and Leclerc saying, in my whole career, I've seen nothing like it. We heard Alonso on the radio saying, it's dark. Because it really was. The weather came in in the most biblical, it's the best word I can find to describe it, the most biblical way. Let's make sense of what we just saw we got drivers left, right and centre saying they're gutted. Norris saying he should have been front row. Perez saying he should have been front row. And Verstappen saying, well, I am. Thanks. That'll be another qualifying grid position one for me. Our F1 reporter is Philip Clearan. Uh, not there this weekend. And it looks like you got lucky because you'd have had to have your umbrella and welly boots on. Can we try and make sense of what just happened? Yeah, definitely much drier than I would have been there. I'm very happy that Matt Q and JBL are braving it out there. Is that... Yeah, it was one of those weird ones, wasn't it? It wasn't quite like last year. Remember when Kevin Magnussen took pole in the rain? That was amazing. This was a bit of an anticlimax in a way, because as much as I think Max is great, yeah, it was him on pole again. Would have been nice to see somebody else. But it was a really weird Q3 because it wasn't really like a try to wet qualifying because it only started getting wet after people got their, their one lap in. But... It just, the wind was turning. It was almost like a storm there. And I think that just caught everyone by surprise. I'll run through who went out in Q1. We lost both Alfa Romeos and both Alfa Tauris. Big disappointment for Daniel Ricciardo, actually. He'll be, he'll be disappointed, won't he, alongside the Williams of uh, Logan Sargent. And then in Q2, we lost both Alpines. We lost both Haas drivers and the other Williams of Alex Albon. Then we get into Q3. And as the cars are waiting to come out, pretty much all the camera shots just showed this it wasn't even a dark cloud. It was just, it was like nighttime was rolling in. This black cloud just descended upon the circuit. You know, the lights were on, but in, you know, in the pit lane, but it was so odd. And and now we know the first one's out. You had to be 
straight out of the gate because then the rains came. We saw we saw the yellow flags out in in the third sector for Oscar Piastri, and that was it. So as you say, it was a Verstappen P1, but yeah, it would have been nice to see at least a jumbled up, but it was a jumbled up order. I'll give the, 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 the top three, Verstappen, Leclerc and Lance Stroll. He'll be by far the happiest driver uh, this evening. He seemed reasonably happy, yeah, as far as he can appear happy. Um, and it's it was one of those qualifying sessions where a lot of people could have been Lance Stroll today. There were a lot of opportunities for people to out-qualify their normal position, being that top three. We've heard from um, Landon Norris, he thought he could be on pole. We thought um, Paris thought he could be on the front row because he um, caught the yellow flag for Oscar Piastri going off track in the final corner. And I think there were just a lot of opportunities there that people didn't take and Aston Martin did. And a lot of that is just being adaptable, right? You have to get the lap in. You've only got one lap. You need to be at the front of the pit lane, ideally, so you can get a clear lap in before it starts raining. But then also, if you are out in a pit lane for a while, your temperatures drop in the tyres. So it was a question of, okay, we need to be much more aggressive on the outlap to get temperature in so that they are in the right condition to do the lap. And that's what Aston did really well. But you saw, for example, Mercedes, uh, Lewis Hamilton qualify fifth, George Russell sixth. They didn't do that. They were much more cautious and conservative on their lap, and then they couldn't get the tyres right. You even saw Max Verstappen. He was actually behind Russell in the pit lane, and he flew past, was much more aggressive, and he got pole. So it was a bit about how much is it about track position, how much is it about getting the tyres right, and then obviously you've got the wind coming in. That's another factor. So it was all about just making the most of that one lap and making sure you're well prepared. Yeah, we often see a... Uh, wet to dry qualifying if it's if the rains come down and then the track comes to the drivers they end up leaving the intermediates some of them try for softs and we see the times coming this was a day when the fastest lap of interlagos in qualifying was in q2 and that was lando norris which will and he said that that car came alive in qualifying and i guess that also comes into it's a sprint weekend how much do you think or how much do you believe that the problems that Ferrari and Mercedes had with the plank, with the ride height setup, how much of that was they just got it wrong? And how much of it was, well, yeah, but mitigating circumstances, they only had one free practice session. And do you think that's on the team's minds just two week, two races later, where, again, sprint re- weekend, very little time to practice and set up? There have to be teams that are going to be much more conservative this weekend because you don't want to have a repeat. And bear in mind, Interlagos may not be as bumpy as Austin, but it's not far off. It's also really a bumpy layout, the high curves as well. So there is definitely the potential for something like these disqualifications for floor plank wear to happen again. So I do think that teams will be a bit more conservative. And then there's also the rain that was expected for today, maybe not as apocalyptic as it was, because... For a second, I thought our headline was going to be Max Verstappen takes last ever Formula One pole. Um, but it's it's still, it was part of the equation. So if, if it rains, then you need to put your car a bit higher as well. So I think a lot of teams will have been a bit more conservative. 
because of that one practice session and now that very strange quality session, I don't think we have a good picture of who's done what and who's in a good shape for the race. Do you think those at the front for Sunday, because of course this is qualifying for Sunday afternoon, do you think they it was good strategy and they nailed it or they just got lucky? Well, I think as Lance Stroll said, you make your own luck. And I think that's true to an extent. They were in the right place at the right time. They got their tyres in the right window and they did an okay lap. It wasn't even a great lap. Like even Stroll himself said, my lap was actually bad. It's just that everybody else was doing a bad lap as well. Nobody got their perfect lap together. So it was just about finding a way to do a reasonable lap. It wasn't about being absolutely brilliant. You just had to get it over the line. What does this mean for Saturday, sprint, shootout and sprint? I think your guess is as good as mine, Martin. I have no idea. Because even if you look at free practice, a lot of teams didn't even do a quick run. A lot of teams, like, for example, Max Verstappen in Red Bull only took on hard tyres. We saw the McLaren's tease a lap time on a, shorter, on, a, on a quicker compound, and then they went in before setting a lap time. So I think we still have a lot of question marks. Will Max Verstappen be on pole again tomorrow and win the sprint? Probably. Other than that, I think it will be a new day for a lot of teams, a new opportunity Definitely McLaren, as you said, they were looking good for the front row. So they will have a bunch of proof tomorrow for the spring shootout. The track is going to be very green. It's going to be very much washed away. But equally, it wasn't just the rain. The wind was crazy as well. I should mention at this point of the podcast that, yes, I have seen on social media our ex-colleague, uh, Luke Smith, who used to be uh, here at Autosport, he's moved on to uh, working for a different publication uh, these days, but we still see Luke in the paddock every weekend. And um, his Twitter updates are amazing, or his X updates, I should say, are amazing. And he was he did uh, repost something uh, with the, one of the grandstands, the roof collapsed, but in his report, he, he couldn't ascertain whether uh, there were any injuries. So I want to be careful what I say in case that comes out later in part of the, the news. But yeah, it looked like a a temporary grandstand, but still one made of metal, and you know, and the roof is that kind of vinyl fabric, as it were, but that, but it, but stretched over a metal frame. So the pictures look pretty bad, I must admit, on social media. I want to be careful what I say. I want to recognise it on this podcast, but maybe I'll say no more until uh, I've I've got more details. But yeah, it looked super sketchy, uh, super scary. But the wind. What I'm trying to say is, is the wind would have blown so much onto the circuit you know it's it's a time of year when there's going to be you know debris and leaves and all sorts on the circuit what are they going to face when they rock on up at the track tomorrow morning it was really the wind rather than the rain that made q3 so odd and now as you say i do hope everybody's okay there um fortunately the weather forecast for the rest of the weekend is a lot more benign it they're not really expecting more rain or more gusts or thunderstorms so hopefully we'll get a more regular uh, rest of the weekend from tomorrow but it does affect the cars massively these cars depend on downfalls so if the wind direction just changes 180 degrees it can completely upset your car um, if you have a massive tailwind suddenly you don't get the downfalls that you usually have because the airspeed's lower so it's a massive performance influence absolutely 
not wanting to uh, to beat on Lance Stroll too hard. Uh, he's a big boy. He can take it. Uh, he's very much out of place in uh, in P3 on Sunday afternoon. Yes, he's got his... It's a second row lockout. So he's got his teammate next to him uh, in terms of Stroll and Alonso lining up third and fourth. But um, yeah, in the 2023 season, um, he, he wouldn't have expected to be lining up third in Brazil. Uh, I'll, I'll run through the top 10, actually, because I realised I haven't done that. Bad podcast, man. Verstappen, Leclerc, Stroll. Alonso makes up the top four. Then the next row is a Mercedes lockout, Hamilton and Russell. Seventh and eighth will line up uh, Best Buds, Bromance, Norris and Sainz. And, uh, and then Perez and Piastri. Piastri not setting a time because... Yeah, like I say, he went off at uh, Junkau, wasn't it? And um, kept out the barriers, which was, uh, I think, more luck than judgment. But still, um, he looked pretty out of control. So, again, Sunday afternoon, let's try and focus on the Grand Prix for a second. Uh, with what we know about the tyres, the temperatures, the forecast, and how good or bad the Astons going to be around here, could they potentially be a bit of a roadblock, allowing Max and Leclerc to get away? Or do you think the other drivers are going to get past them pretty quickly, knowing what we know about overtaking here at Interlagos? Yeah, I think I do want to stress Alain Stroll's qualifying results until recently, because if you look at it, um, Italy 20th, Singapore did not start, Japan 17th, Qatar 16th, Austin 20th, Mexico 20th, and now he's third on the grid. So... The short answer is no, he's not going to be there for very long. Uh, it's, it's a good opportunity for Aston to score points because we did see in Austin their race pace they, once it started out of the pit lane. It was actually quite decent. But then again, Mexico, they couldn't confirm it. So we'll see. It's an opportunity to score like 6th, 7th, 8th maybe. But I do think, especially the Mercedes cars, they'll be passing them quite quickly. Lando as well in the, in the McLaren. We've seen that overtaking is not a problem for that car anymore in Mexico. So it will be hard to, to, for them to keep any of those cars behind. Carlos Sainz as well in eighth, Perez in ninth. It's hard. It will be difficult, but I think if they can score some points, they'll be happy enough after the weeks that they've had. Yeah, considering that he recently turned up on the grid when he shouldn't have been and should have been in, in the pit lane, this time he's going to be turning up on the grid. <laughs> Am I in the right place? Yes, Lance, you should be in third. Carry on. Keep going a little bit, you know, a little bit further. Well, I think it just shines a whole new light on Saturday. And again, I'll come back to what I've said on previous podcasts. I'm not a fan of the sprint format. And yet, over and over again, it throws up interesting weekends. So obviously I'm wrong. Um, I don't particularly like the idea of them, but every time they happen, tends to be an interesting thing happens. Or we see some good racing. So it shines a light on Saturday a little bit more. As you say, we're looking forward to hopefully some decent weather um, and a bit more of a normal normal day. Uh, For those uh, watching, it's an 11 a.m. local, 2 p.m., UK 3 p.m. Europe uh, uh, sprint shootout. And then the sprint itself is 3.30 p.m. local in the afternoon. That's uh, 6.30 p.m. here in the UK because our clocks changed uh, last weekend, 7.30 Europe. I think the US clocks don't change until this weekend. Uh, I think that's for our US listeners. I know we have plenty on this podcast. So that's our hopefully half-decent analysis of a very strange um, Saturday. Any predictions? Um, for the sprint, not a lot is left on the table uh, this year. 
but there's still a few battles to play for. There are a few battles to play for, and I don't want to be boring and say Max will win. So why don't I say Lando will win from Paul? How about that? <laughs> yes, uh, the car looked good. All right, Lando will be a sprint pole and win. And uh, we'll see some fun and games behind. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Philip Clearance, that F1 reporter thankfully drier than the chaps that we've sent to the track we'll hear from JBL tomorrow night actually uh, on the podcast thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.